I'd say one of the biggest reasons I started my own business is so I can have creative freedom. I hate being told what to do in general, but especially when it comes to my creativity. Sometimes I wake up at 2 a.m. with an idea and go film it or record it. And when you work a nine to five, you can't really do that. And I don't believe that creativity is something that can be forced. Sometimes someone will ask me for content ideas and a million things will pop into my head. But there's other times where someone asks me for a cool name for something and no matter how hard I try, I just can't think of shit. And the last few weeks, my entire brain just can't think of shit. I've found so many good real audios or thought of quotes that would be amazing and I just don't want to create them. Or if I do, I'm not happy with the outcome. And one of the downsides of running your own business is if you don't do the work, you don't make the money. So then I'm in this pickle of not wanting to create but knowing I have to and it feels forced. My name is Natalie and I'm the founder of the Peony Collective and this podcast, a place where I help women grow their brand or business using Instagram while also sharing the raw, the real, and the relevant. So a few weeks ago, my dad called me and asked if I wanted to go to New York to visit my grandma and my aunt. And I was like, yes, absolutely. One of my close friends, Rachel lives there. I love the city. I want to see my family. It's a no brainer. So the day before I left, which was last Thursday, I was like, oh, there's no way I can go. I'm so busy. I have too much client work. I don't want to leave Scotty. So at 9 p.m., I run to Nordstrom Rack and buy a damn suitcase because I literally realized I didn't even have one. And I just threw a bunch of shit in there and went back to working until 2 in the morning. I get up at 6 a.m. and race to my parents' house to meet my dad, who was, of course, running late, which is very typical. And then I get this soul-crippling anxiety that literally rushes to every part of my body. And I get all sweaty and almost throw up and I start crying and just say, I cannot go. So let me explain my breakdown. Part of me was just so stressed because the thought of being away from work for three days literally seemed impossible. So let me explain my breakdown. Part of me was just so stressed because the thought of being away from work for three days seemed impossible. I was trying to create six videos for clients, four for the peony, do all this copywriting, a bunch of other shit before I left. So I felt prepared and I didn't get it all done. And that was driving me crazy. But the other part of me truly hates flying so much and had one bad panic attack on a flight two years ago. And now every time I go to travel, I tell everyone I'm not going on the trip the last minute and freak out until I get on the plane and fall asleep. So between those two feelings, I was not doing hot but I obviously ended up getting on the flight and yes, I did sleep the whole way through. I just have to say the second my feet touched the ground in New York, I felt like I was home. My dad and his whole family are from the East Coast and a ton of them still live in the city. So I spent a good amount of my life visiting. Then my older brother went to law school out there and brought his girlfriend and they told everyone they'd only be gone while he was in school, but 10 years later, he and his now wife and their two kids just moved back. So actually, my first flight alone, I think I was seven or eight and I was going to New York to visit my brother. And I just thought I was so cool and mature. And my parents had this woman who worked at the airport, walked me to my gate and then 
someone got me to my seat, which was really cute and safe. But for as long as I can remember, I've always loved New York. Something about that smoggy, congested, gasoline-filled air at JFK Airport will just always be my favorite form of nostalgia till the day I die. I Uber to Rachel's because she was kind enough to invite me to stay with her. And if you don't already know Rachel, Rachel is someone I've talked about on the podcast and my Instagram before. But I don't know why I just said before like that. <laughs> but we met over Instagram because she runs a page for women and female empowerment. And we just really connected when she came out to L.A., and when I told her I was coming to the city, she was like, oh my God, my husband's out of town that weekend. Ultimate girls weekend, you have to stay with me. And I was obviously very down. I think there was an ounce of nervousness in me because I don't really like sleepovers in general. I have a really hard time sleeping through the night and she and I are close, but we've only met in real life once. So I also had just recently experienced the worst most horrific house guest ever. And so I wanted to be careful of not stepping on her toes. But the second I got there, I was like, oh my girl, this is going to be a badass weekend. And if you can hear it in my voice, I'm still recovering from screaming my head off the whole time I was there. I was absolutely starving. So we ate the most delicious New York pizza and had a glass of wine and we went to the bodega so I could get a portable charger because I realized I forgot mine and the chaos of me packing. And then we went to bed because I had gotten in super late. So we wake up the next morning, sidebar, that I told Rachel, this is so funny. If you've seen The Office, I'm going to reference a scene there's a scene where Robert California walks up to Aaron and is like, Aaron, tell me about your day. And Aaron says, well, I woke up and Robert says, no, no, no. Never start a sentence about your day with I woke up. Obviously you woke up. You're here. And that's really been on my mind a lot. So it's the next morning and my soul was on fire. I'm surrounded by positivity. People who understand me, energy in the city, good food, good vibes, cool fashion, and different people. Everything you could ever ask for is right in front of me. I love Orange County, but one of my biggest qualms with it is the fact that it is such a bubble and everyone here is a little clone of themselves, especially the moms in this town. And being with Rachel, who's another person who doesn't believe in the status quo and being in a city full of people who are trying to make their dreams happen is exactly what I needed to reset my creativity and energy levels. I think this was the first time I went to New York where I really looked around and was just in complete awe of everything. The street art, the music, the dancers, the lights. I felt like I had so many ideas I felt like I had so many new ideas to work on, but I also didn't feel like I had to work on them right that second because I was enjoying myself. So it's still my first full day and I go visit my family in Long Island to see my 92-year-old blonde hair, blue-eyed grandma. She doesn't dye her hair and it's still blonde. So we can all only pray that we get that. But anyway, on my way back, I got sidetracked about three hours because I got lost on the Long Island Railroad, which I hate. 
It was a nightmare from hell, especially because I brought my AirPod case without any AirPods in it and my phone was on 4%. But those three hours gave me a lot of time to think. I think the majority of entrepreneurs or people who think of entrepreneurs have this perception that you're gonna have all this freedom, especially compared to someone who works a nine to five. But then I became an entrepreneur and realized that, yeah, I do have freedom. I can stop in the middle of the day to go get lunch or go get my nails done or take a few days off, but that means I have to make up for it on my own time. And sometimes when your creativity isn't working, you aren't able to make up for it and then you're screwed. As an entrepreneur with clients, a lot of the times it feels like the client's your boss and it's a constant reframing of your mindset to realize that they aren't, but they still get the final say. At least that's how I work with my clients. What they want in the end is what I'll give them as long as it's within my moral compass. If they're crazy or something, I just won't work with them. Freedom or creative freedom isn't always what your client wants to give you. Sometimes they want to pay you a massive amount of money, but micromanage your every move and then you feel like you're working as an employee. Like, if you want to micromanage me, why don't you just do it? <laughs> but it's even worse because it all falls back on you. Everything rides on you. It's your reputation with your client. It's your business on the line and you're doing it 24-7, not 9 to 5. Those were the things flowing through my brain with a dead phone in my hand doing everything in my power to get back to the city in one piece. So I finally make it back to Penn Station and I see Rachel and literally almost start crying. I was just so relieved to find her after traveling for hours and feeling so lost. In my opinion, there's nothing worse than feeling lost. There's just such a sense of confusion and panic on what your next move is gonna be and you just feel so vulnerable when you're lost. But anyways, we got dinner and just talked. I think one of the reasons we clicked so well is because we could both talk to a rock and we could get that rock to talk back to us. That's how good we are at speaking. It's just in the blood. So Rachel and her mom were on the Drew Barrymore show, which was such an exciting opportunity. And they shared their family story and it really stuck with me. I got to hear all the juicy details about the behind the scenes of the show. And we talked about that for a really long time. And Seeing her so happy and in her element inspired me and my creativity that much more. We were going to head to a hotel rooftop in Brooklyn and while we were walking there, we saw this bouncer literally dancing his ass off in front of this nightclub with neon pink lights and it was kind of like a hole in the wall and we looked at each other and we were like, should we go in? And both agreed that we should, so we went and it was an absolute blast. We met these super fun girls from college and we were just dancing with them all night and got quite tipsy but made it home safely after a stop for french fries from the bodega of course because there is nothing better than drunk french fries and if you don't agree i don't know what to tell you the next morning i had to get ready to meet my dad and my brothers at the empire state building i've never been the girl who's good at hair and makeup I definitely consider myself a girly girl, but my mom just never really taught me that. She doesn't necessarily know how, and I never picked it up on my own, but I asked Rachel to do my hair because she's the glam queen, and she gave me the two cutest little pigtails. You can see it on my Instagram, and the rest of my hair was down, and I literally felt so beautiful, so hot, so unstoppable. 
I wore this little new leopard mini dress I got with these adorable blue heels. I just felt dressed to the nines. But anyways, one of my dad's friends is security at the Empire State Building and took us to the 105th floor and there was literally no one up there. It was just my dad and the boys and I. And I've actually never been to the Empire State Building, even though I've spent so much time in New York. And I thought it would be a lot scarier. I'm not exactly afraid of heights, but just being that high up and looking through all that glass. But it was so beautiful and so peaceful and so quiet. I shamelessly made my 10-year-old brother take Instagram photos for me and he actually came through so well. It's just unbelievable how good kids are at using technology these days. It's really burned into their DNA. Like I said, I was literally feeling so fire and Rachel and I met back up and Rachel and I have weekly calls every Friday. And every time we chat, I always have one of my frozen pretzels from Trader Joe's and I'm eating it with mustard and she always makes fun of me and says we have to get you a Philly or New York pretzel. So I was really hungry after the Empire State and saw a little pretzel cart guy, got a pretzel and it was so disappointing. Soggy, bad, Trader Joe's does it 10 times better, but no pretzel could bring down all the vibes I was feeling that day. So we took some stunning photos in Soho. We got some really cute real videos and kind of decided that that would be a bit of a content creation day and just exploring and walked around. Her husband was getting back into town on Sunday that night, so we met up with him for dinner, which was lovely. And we called the night pretty early since I had a morning flight the next day. I got to the airport and was expecting myself to be anxious, which I know is bad, but I was. And I was fine. When we got on the plane, I was still fine. And I sat down and just immediately started working. I had just brought two products with me and pulled them out and filmed a TikTok and some reels and started typing on my laptop. And I just felt all this creative inspiration that I just had to get out. I felt ready to go home. I missed Scotty. I wanted to start working because I felt like I actually had ideas and energy and it wasn't forced. It was just coming naturally. I think my point is when you look at content creators or business owners or anyone you admire, you think that they're constantly go, 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 that they constantly have this endless stream of ideas and something to give at any time. And it's not true. There's burnout for all of us and you don't need a trip to reset, but do something out of your norm. Be around people that you aren't normally do something different that will creatively stimulate you. Because if you don't, you're not going to be you. You're not going to be that creative that you were when you started. You're going to be tired and it's going to show. Well, three days in New York wasn't as long as I would have liked. It was just enough to get me back on track and on my next wave of badassness and energy. And y'all, quick reminder, when this podcast reaches 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, I'll invite one of my Instagram followers, one of you on the podcast to interview about their brand or business. We're getting so close. So leave a little quick review down below and I cannot wait to talk to one of you guys. Remember that you won't always feel that fuel 24 seven. So notice when that burnout starts to hit and handle it. Thank you for listening to the Peony podcast. I am Natalie and I'll talk to you soon.